In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. The best marketers sell with story. And the best storyteller wins the customer. And the best stories are your customer stories. I'm going to give you the planner to create the perfect video case story for your business. Just like we've done with all of our clients here at Authentic Web. Just go to iingarlic.com slash plan or click on the podcast image to get to the show notes and there will be a link. There you can download the perfect video case study planner the same one we use at Authentic Web to create incredible dynamic video case stories and video case story interviews. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. And today we're going to talk about the most important thing in your business, sales. And I've got a giant in the sales industry. Even though she's only 5'4", she's probably <laughs> bigger than me when it comes to energy, definitely when it comes to sales knowledge. And in fact... That's so true. She was actually picked up by a college basketball team and had a scholarship to what school, Jane? Northern uh, Northern Illinois University, NIU. That's awesome. Uh, Jane Powers, sales expert, training, speaker training. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Here's what sucks the worst. I used to be 5'5 five, five when I played. <laughs> now I'm sure I'm 5'4 and a half, so we'll just correct that right off the top here. <laughs> I, if someone goes and looks up your stats for that, I think that they've got, they've got way too much time in their hands. So. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> awesome, Jane. So um, Jane and I met at an event. We, we headed off. She's a genius when it comes to sales, genius when it comes to speaker training, lots of personality and been around. But Jane, let's talk a little bit about your background. Tell people about how you got into sales and you've been doing it for 25 years now. Yeah, yeah, probably longer than that, but um, we won't even count those days. So you, you know, started when you were five? When I was five. Yeah, I look fabulous. <laughs> um, no, it, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't go into sales. Like sales just sort of drew me in. It picked me by default. So, you know, you may not know this about me. My career started actually in the prison. I then worked in the drug and alcohol treatment centers. I was a counselor and did um, prevention work, suicide prevention, intervention, sexual abuse prevention. So I was working with juvenile delinquents in the community back in the Chicagoland area. And oh my gosh, I, I was in the front lines and it was yeah. like. I was young and I had no idea. I didn't know how to set limits and boundaries and I was starting to burn out and, and, and I wasn't making very much money. So somebody told me, go work for the employment industry. You'll hear about all these jobs and you can land a job. I, I couldn't type. I, could, I couldn't file. I mean, I could file, but <laughs> putting me in an office was like a caged animal. So I went and applied at the um, an employment service and they picked me up, put me into sales Oh, it was the worst thing of my life. I, it was the worst thing. I had no self-esteem, 
and I had to cold call. Anybody remember what those days looked like? Oh, <laughs> like door to door. I couldn't. You, this is before cell phones. I had a pager. That's how long ago this was. Oh my gosh! So I had to go in door to door when they had no soliciting signs. They had no, you know, all this, and I had no self esteem at the time. And I literally, I would cry like, in front of the receptionist. They'd be like, no, you can't see him. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm off the <laughs> office. And I thought, oh, my God, I have got to figure this out. So that because I'm also very competitive, of course, I played every sport. So I'm very competitive. So I thought, I got to figure this out. I found every way. Until I and I used to go in back doors of offices and I'd be like, oh, hey, I'm meeting with so-and-so. And they'd let me in their office. Like, <laughs> I found every trick in the book to get in the door so I didn't have to cry. And then I started, <laughs> <laughs> I started to figure out that sales is totally different than what I had seen and what I thought it was. So over the years, I have... That was my total career has been in sales, mostly service. So mostly I've never sold a product. I sold people for 11 years in the employment industry. I was a turnaround specialist from Chicago to Denver to Phoenix, where I am. Um, I top producer in real estate. So and it's just it's funny because people are like, how are you doing all this? And I'm like, the foundation of everything I do is authentic selling. And it makes a huge difference in every aspect, no matter what your business is. Authentic selling. So I will, I mean, let's talk about that. What I mean, <laughs> let's first step back because you work in service. I mean, we work with a lot of service companies, and I think that they discount sales still. Like they think, you know, and they discount sales. They just want the legion. They just want the marketing. And they don't think about the sales process. They don't think about training their sales. Who in the industry, who in the in my business, who has to be trained in sales? Who has to be trained in sales? Yeah. I mean, oh, is it just the salesperson? No, no, because what happens is the sale starts and begins before the sales rep gets there. And after the sales rep is gone, that's the follow-up. It's a, it's a complete contingent. I mean, it's one, it's a team effort. You know, whether you're a one person show or not, it doesn't matter. It's everybody's got to be trained in that because, quite frankly, who's going to be your best feedback? You've got, if you're a sales VP, and I train a lot of corporate um, sales, you know, directors and managers and VPs, and, and if they're not understanding the sales cycle, they have many times unrealistic expectations and they don't understand how to troubleshoot and be able to help the salespeople be their best rep. You know, it's funny. It, I was doing a training at an organization here and they would put up all of the on big post-its. They would put up all the um, sales achievements. There were three names on every single one. Mm -hmm. The rest of this team were all sitting there like they had, you know, they had just someone died because their name wasn't up there. And a lot of, you know, for me to go into that system, I thought you're killing 80% of your sales force by doing exactly this. So there's a number of different ways that you support individuals that are doing sales. And, and quite frankly, everybody has to have sales training. I don't even care if you're not selling something. If you're a mom or a parent, you are selling kids all day long. 
<laughs> you, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I know. I mean, my hardest sale was to my four-year-old, like convincing him why he can't have candy and why he needs to be nice to people and, yeah, and, like, why he can't run in the street. Yeah. Um, he's like, why? Uh, yeah. it, it, it's so true. And plus, you know, I, I see this all the time where people, you know, they – if someone doesn't lay down for them, it, they, they consider it's not a good lead. How How are you – training people to to get over that how do you train people to really figure that out entire inside an entire organization well and and this is no offense to anybody out there but if anybody says leads are not good they're lazy i know i'm sorry to say that but it takes work to help the buyer understand what the need is because many times they're free falling out of an airplane with no parachute and have no clue and then you say, well, you know, like some people used to always say to me, they'd be like, hey, Jane, are you launching? Are you launching? Are you going to launch? Are you going to launch? And I'm like, I love doing lunch. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I had no clue what launching was. And I didn't realize because I've mastered the speak and sell formula offline, didn't understand the online price that I was. I mean, the money I was just, you know, throwing down the drain. Because I didn't realize my pain point. Yeah. And what was that? The launching? No, the pain point. What, what the was... pain point was the amount of money and the, and the amount of effort that goes into offline. And what was happening was I could sell my high-end packages. I had nothing to offer individuals that were a perfect fit for a low-end package. So it makes a huge difference. Plus, I was telling you I'm doing a sales training on Saturday. I thought, yeah, hell, if I get 10 people, we're in good shape. Because of the new system, because of putting more in, you know, effort into launching, I've got 54. So it made that it, I mean, that shows you the math. My mind was thinking, OK, 10 people would be great combining the different, you know, styles together. I'm well into a higher number than I ever imagined. So back to your question, the way people help that is through open. Um, it's really that discovery of what might be their problem. They're on that call or in front of you for a reason. And and if it's a bad lead, you'll know that through a really great series of questions that you have to ask to find out, are they your ideal client? And it takes work to be able to say, well, help me help you and help them discover what their pain point is. That That's the most important thing. So let me just tell you. So basically what I do in my sales process is the very first thing. And this is whether it's in a sales presentation, on a call or standing from stage doesn't matter. Every aspect, whatever platform you're on, the first thing you must do is position yourself. So I call it position me. So I position me as a credible expert authority in that domain. So I position myself immediately. I've created two multi-million dollar businesses. I was a turnaround specialist, increasing profit 240%, created a six-figure coaching business, on and on. So I position myself. I know what I'm doing. I know how to do it. Now I must position them. I must position my audience. I must position my buyer to say, here's what I know about your industry. You're struggling in this. You're struggling in that. Could that be you? Help them find the pain point, And it takes bullet pointing. It's almost like a shotgun. One of the pellets are going to hit like you're going to hit something. But you've got to give them the opportunity to say, you know, what is my pain? Because quite frankly, it's a disservice 
if we don't help them understand their pain and leave them hanging, it's a disservice we don't make an offer to them. I, I think that's an important point, too, is helping them uh, – because I'm willing to bet, and you, and you've been training people. Do a lot of business owners, a lot of salespeople, just assume they know what the pain is of a lead, and then just skip over that. Yeah, we most of the time, many people assume what their client is going to say or prospect is going to say. Oh, they I don't think they had money. Did you find that out? Like, you got, well, they did. They said this. And, and it's every step of the way is you've got to find what their pain is. You cannot see. And this is what we were we were talking a little bit about. Most people sell from their own objections, personality or desires. So most people are selling from their own stuff. Here's the best way you can find that out. I, I always say life is a perfect reflected reality of what you're thinking and feeling. If you get a ton of broke people coming in, you better look where you're feeling broke or where you're holding back or where you're not feeling prosperous. If you're feeling if you get a bunch of angry people, you better find out where you might be a little bit angry. So Every single thing. And most people go into a sales situation, they bring their own stuff. This is the best thing I can tell anybody out there. You will never overcome an objection you agree with. Wow. That's a, I've never heard that before. That's, but that's, it's huge. It's so huge. Because most people have their own objections. And, and what I'm doing, like for my training, what I do is I look at your, your style of selling. What is your personality? I call it, I, I'm doing, it's a code to close. So what is your core code and how do you relate? Because most people, for example, like I'm sort of a, a divergent, so I'm a little bit balanced in everything, but my highest code in my system, this is the science of Jane. You won't find this anywhere at Stanford or Harvard, you know, <laughs> studies. Um, but my code is a catalyst. It's uh, we operate. You will know this very well. We operate from fire ready aim. <laughs> it's like we talk about that. You're like idea. Let's sell it and then we'll make it. Yep. And, and so if I were to go into a sales situation with my personality hanging out all over, I'm going to turn off a number of people that need information, documentation, strategies, structures, point by point. And I'm just like, I don't even get the question. You have a problem. I have an answer. Let's do this. So most people go in with a sales style. I'll give you the contrast of that. Let's say there is what I code, my code, um, one of the codes we call it is the expert. The expert likes details, likes proof, likes stats, likes info. If someone tries to sell me in that style, I'm done. Like I'm bored to death. It doesn't work for me. So you've got to authentically sell what you know that person needs, but you must be able to speak the language of your buyer. Otherwise, it's all about you. And nobody cares about us. Nobody cares about us. Most people, you know, I've had salespeople and I just stop and I go, okay, let me just teach you something because you just lost the deal. They'll be like, you know, it's really important to me is to I go, I don't <laughs> really don't care about you. Yep. I'm the one spending the money. So, and there's a lot like uh, timeshare, they do a great job. But when you start showing family picture for me, I, I am a high huggy person, but I'm buying. 
you go right to give me the results. Tell me what's in it for me. I don't want to see your family. <laughs> so I had a, I just bought a car not too long ago. I went, I was at a Toyota, I bought a Forerunner. I don't, the guy must've been from, I don't know. He started showing me pictures of his family. And I said, you know, I, I said, I don't mean to be rude. We'll get to know each other and spoon later. But right now I want to know the bottom line of what I'm looking at. <laughs> I love that. And it's, but it's true. Right. And we, we that's so true. And we lose so many sales because we're worried about us. I always, you know, we talked about it before on the show and I, I've done a thing about it, but the about us page is the second most used page on a website, but it's really still about them, right? It still is about them. Do I like them? Yep. Do I trust them? Do I think they've got what it's, are they the real deal? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, no, it, it's a sneaky way. And it's like going to a cocktail party. If, if you just start telling your stories, everyone's going to be like, oh my God. But if you tell in the context of, you're like, oh, I was, you were just in Hawaii? I was in Hawaii. Where did you go? It feels like I'm talking about me, but I'm really talking about you. Right. Yeah. But so, I'm, I'm sure you do this in the training and you know, if, if is this part of the training, if someone goes to your speaker success kit.com, will they be able to get access to these things? They'll get, they won't this, the speaker success kit is where to go and what to say. Like, and it doesn't just get you on platforms. It gets you on podcasts. It gets you in front of your ideal client. I mean, I, I do the same, um, process with corporations. So at your speaker success kit.com, you'll get where to go, what to say, how to get booked and looking at your style. Um, my event is where you're going to learn more about the sales, the speaking, um, you know, your intro commercial. We haven't even talked about that's like, that's my 17.5 second sales pitch that just like gets people engaged immediately. Um, but that's where if for the event, and the event is letstalkimpact.com. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so we'll get to all that because, I mean, we were talking before the show, you had someone get, what, 20, from using that kit, got 26 stages in, in a few weeks. 29 in three weeks. That's Better crazy. than I've ever done. That's crazy. But it's I'm sick. I want to come back to the code to close because I think this is important. I know we're kind of all over the place, guys. I'm just so excited because Jane's such a wealth of information, and I want to get it all out of her. So you're super geniuses by the time you stop listening. (laughs) Um, But so I get someone in front of me. How am I starting to figure out? Oh, that's just fun. Okay, so it's called what we do is it's like speed dating. Like you got it. Like you got to hone in. I'll tell you even before. Even before, look how they're dressed. Like, like, look how I am. You are a total catalyst. You are my action. You are like, you know, you got a cool T-shirt on, but you're ready to go. Like, you're, and your hair is crisp and done very well. You're very manscaped. To me, that is what I, you know, in my science is a catalyst. So right away, I look at how you're dressed. Now, if you walk up and somebody's got a suit on and they're very formal, you know, they're either a, a, what I call an optimizer or a, an expert that is a detailed structured information person. If someone is flowy, has flowy clothes and outfits, you know, a lot of, lot of bling, different things on, they are what we call a relator. Those are your huggers, your relationship builders. So immediately, Look at how if that depends how they shift, they're a high fiver like you and I'd be like, dude, how are you? Or, you know, that's like you can tell 
who you're speaking to by the handshake, by the greeting. All right. So a lot of that is, but here are some key questions. These are cool questions you can ask. One is as you're going through, you know, you're doing that rapport building, get to know you, you know, so do you have family here? Like if someone is like all about the family and yes, and that's a priority, you're going to want to deal on more of a personal level rather than going into all the codes. Cause quite frankly, I've been doing sales over 30 years and I just know these things without labeling someone. I'm like, okay, I know what's important to them. They're going to want words like, uh, so if they've got the flowy clothes and it's all about family and relationships and they hug you and all this, your approach is going to be support, community, service, save the world. It's going to be all these things that are important to the buyer. If you're talking to someone like me, uh, usually drive a, you know, name car like a Lexus or, you know, and even when I had a truck, I had to have limited because that's part of, you know, just it's that we like name brands. We like to look good. Um, we are all about results in action. Like just get to the point, not a lot of details. So if you're selling to someone like where, you know, they are a fire ready aim, you're going to sell differently. So here are some questions. One, you can ask what they love to do. Like people ask me, what do you love to do? Oh my God, I love mountain biking. I'm always working out hiking and connecting with people and love to travel. So that shows a lot of, of, you know, catalyst action, um, activity. And so ask what they love to do. And then when you get down to where you want to move to the offer, a lot of times the questions are, what do you think? That's one style of buyer. What do you think? That tells you they are all up here. They want details. They want proof. They want information. What do you feel? That's for your, you know, the people that are more the flowy type. So what do you think? What do you feel? What does that look like? Because if they're a visionary, they're going to be able to see the bigger picture. You've got to sell from what the response is. So let me clarify. So if someone is selling to me and they're, they would say basically to me, or I would say to you, so here's a deal. We're going to step into this. I'll get you on the schedule tomorrow if that looks good for you. We'll get you on the schedule. We'll start getting results within you know two months of you, know, you hitting the stages because the first portion is this, this. And I'm talking all about the results and the action and what's going to happen immediately. That speaks to you. And that I may, then I've done it. Like I've been there, done that, and, you know, have, have the bank account to show it. Um, <laughs> if I were to come to you and start giving way too much information, so people have to watch. It, it, here's a big thing. If people are selling something technical, they tend to tell how. Mm-hmm. And, and go through this whole process. And that, like for me, I'm like, I don't care how, give me what you want from the end result and we'll do it. So it, it, there's questions like, what do you think? What do you feel? What does it look like? But the opener of finding out who they are, immediately, if you walk in and someone has a ton of degrees, you know exactly how to sell to them. Give them stats, give them details, give them proof like crazy like proof all over the place. I I have one that she's my expert. She's a doctor and man, I am, I'm still, I've worked with her two years and I still have to prove myself. Like, Oh, remember the time that I told you that I've done this. (laughs) So does that answer the question? It's a big 
answer, but hopefully that gave some clue. Well, it's, I mean, it's a good place to start. It is a good place to start because people, uh, you know, I've seen it so many times. They they have they have a set sales process, and it's just like boom, this is the I have to go through the sales process instead of having what I always called like quiver, and you have the arrows in there, and you figure out where you're aiming. Yes, um, and I, I think that it, it, it's great analysis. On the flip side of it, you know, let's say I'm getting, uh, let's say, you know, my doctor's office and we're an attorney's office and, you know, we're getting leads from the Internet. Is is that happening on the first phone call? Are we doing that in some shape or form on the first phone call? Finding out who they are? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can do it before that. And I'll tell you, I'm a big researcher. If I can find you can find anybody. I mean, I can find, you know, your blood type on. Yeah, exactly. Um, What I like to do is if I'm going in and I'm going to do a presentation, if a corporation has me coming in, I will find out who that organization has employed. What is the average? What are the demographics? Because when I go in, even this works from speaking from stage. Like as I'm on stage and sometimes if the lights are too bright, you can't see the stage or the, the audience. But if you can, boy, you can nail those types and you can start leading them into the buy because you can engage. And I'm I'm a big engager from audience in the audience. I will engage them based on their type. Um, for example, my um, my optimizers, they like the information, they like step by step, they like structure, they like strategy. So I'll be able to see them based on how they're dressed. And I'll, I'll say to them, I go, OK, I'll be all over the place. If I get lost, will you tell me where I'm at? And that person is has been so happy that I know they're going to be taking very precise notes. That became a client of mine because they're like, you get me. So you you can identify individuals, their style, their type, and you have to do it. If you can do it before you get on the call with them, do some research, check what they're, you know, check their Facebook. What do they what do they enjoy? What do they love? If you see them out mountain biking, jumping out of an airplane, you're going to know they love action. Fast cars, name bearing cars. Um, you want, you know, you're going to sell that way. If they put on a lot of spiritual stuff and life stuff and family and dogs and pets, and then we know you've got to go more towards the relationship. It's a relationship building. Um, so it's, you know, if they've got the very, you know, some formulas and that that's your optimizer. So it, yes, do research, do homework, find out who these individuals are and then ask some questions. But I'm telling you, I was trained years ago, and I remember my boss said to me when I had a boss, <laughs> trust me, I'm so, I'm so unemployable right now, it's sick. <laughs> he used to say to me, he goes, you have two ears and one mouth at that ratio for a reason. He's like, listen, but I think you've got to go further than that. You can listen, but you've got to go deeper to hear what they're really saying. Like people will say, Every most every person I've dealt with millionaires that they're like, well, I really don't have the money. And I'm like, (laughs) shut up. That is such a lie. What I say is that's a great reason, but rarely is it the real reason. And I will bulldoze her right through any what I call excuses. Like I tell people, I'm like, you know, I'm going to take anything you say as just an excuse. Help me help you move through that, whether you say yes or no. Doesn't matter to me. I'm still going to pay my mortgage. I'm still going to I'm still going to find clients. 
but let me help you get beyond your excuse because most of the time people are coming to me for sales training and when they're saying oh i don't have the money and i'll i'll find out all the reasons why i'll say i know exactly why you're not bringing in new clients what you've exactly said to me is what you're getting from everyone else yes it's amazing isn't it yeah it, it, it's it, and it's such a valid point. You're, you know, the, what you were saying before about the objections that people sell from their own objections. And, you know, I've never heard it said that way, but it's so valid, so true. And they, 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 yeah, they overcome it. So one of the objections that people have to really getting out there is they're afraid of being on video or public speaking. And you, you've got, uh, tell me about your success that you've had before we get into public speaking, um, of helping people grow their business through public speaking. So let me tell, I'll give you two examples. I have one that's a, it's a better example than me. But I'll tell you, I grew up a complicated family. I'm sure it was like, oh, yeah, we're sisters or whatever, right? Or sister from another mother. Um, I, I was... I would never get it. I would never get on video. I would never get in front of anybody. Years and years ago, I had no self-esteem. I was the invisible kid. I was shy and quiet. And I never, I remember having speech class. I swear to God, I almost threw up. It was the worst experience. And as I went through enough self-help and quite frankly, therapy, um, I started to realize that the most important thing I can do is find my voice. And there was a lot of reasons I couldn't have a voice growing up. There was a lot of reasons many people have dimmed their light or don't like to be the center of attention. And it's just a story. It's a story. It's a pattern. It's a bad habit. So I had a bad habit of thinking I wasn't worthy of being on in front of anyone, let alone anything I had to say. So that's the deeper point, because if any most people that can't get in front of an audience a video, it's a message they grew up with. And I've worked with big VPs at American Express that, you know, the the old saying, um, uh, kids are to be seen and not heard. <laughs> oh my God. I have heard so many people have that, their parents told them that. And, you know, it, it was amazing how it affects them 30 years later and in corporate America. So that that's the first step. The first step is find out why. Like, just say, what could, what might be the reason that I'm not willing to step up and be in front of people? Um, So I started to realize I need to find my voice because in my voice is my power and in my power is where everything lies. So I started, I, years ago, I started speaking. I started, you know, I took that speech class and (laughs) I, I was so good. And the teacher was like, you're really good. And I'm like, Am I like, so I started to believe more in myself anyhow. So as I started to get out there and speak more, I started to gain more confidence. And I'll tell you, I used to be most, most of my speaking was in corporate America and I was a very formal speaker and I had, you know, my suit on and I was training and doing sales training. I was in front of it. I think it was Intel. I was in front of this huge audience. It was a morning meeting and I don't know what I did. I, I said something, I mixed up words, but I said, you know, the fart is so vital to, and I just stopped like, because I was a very formal, polished speaker. And I got to the end of the sentence and I thought, okay, farts are hilarious. Number one, (laughs) (laughs) I said it from stage, nobody moved because they were reflecting my energy. And I said, okay, 
here's the truth. Either no one is listening to me or no one thinks farts are funny. Everybody (laughs) like died. And at that point I realized I was not authentically speaking or selling and it completely changed my style of presentation. So it's, it's a matter of, and, and that was like, I guess that was a number of years ago, but it's a matter of progression. So I have another, this is my best, I tell you, this is my best story. Heidi, Heidi Mount, she is um, tall, model-esque, beautiful. I'm just, you know, you'd think the world was, you know, her oyster. She was so, looked wonderful. I did a presentation at, a, at an event and she came up, oh my God, she was crying. She was in dreadful pain. Her tears were just like big old crocodile tears. And she said, she goes, I can't speak in public. And I'm like, well, sweetie, you are right now. And she's like, no, you know what I mean? Like she was just devastated. And I said, okay, I said, we can work together. She was, she actually, she mortgaged her house. She took a second. I didn't realize this. She took a second on her house to pay to work with me. Anyhow, I said, yeah, I was like, she, she had no excuse. She didn't say, I don't have the money. She said, I'll find the money. And I said, okay. So I do what's called a VIP day. I write people's talk with them. I go through, what are we going to sell? What does it look like? We sit down, we do it. And she still, the whole time she said, I'm not going to speak. And I said, we're going to do, we'll do a little thing for you. She thought stage speaking was the big thing. And I'm like, podcasts are just as big, but she didn't know it. So I go, let's put you on a podcast. She got on this really big, she works with dentists. She got on this big podcast, this big leading in the industry, dental consultant puts her on. I watched it. Oh, she was horrific. But <laughs> it's a formula to your talk. Like I put together, it's a sales presentation in the form of a talk, no matter where you are. Anyhow, she is on this podcast. I think at one point she cried. One point, I don't know. She looked like she was going to faint. She gets done with it. She called me. She goes, oh my God, it was so bad, wasn't I? And I said, you sucked. You sucked so bad. That's okay. We'll get you for the next. We'll take care of you on the next one. You know, you're, you're good. You're good. She goes, you want to know how bad I suck? She said, I, before the event was over, before the podcast was over, she got an email, got an $18,000 contract. The next week got a 6,000. That's not even the best. Just two weeks ago, she stood on stage in front of 300 dentists and just like closed the room. And this is a woman who wouldn't even like didn't like being in front of the room with me. I said I put her on my stage just to stand there at one of my three day events. She cried the whole time. And I go, don't mind, Heidi. We're doing <laughs> immersion therapy here. Exposure therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it doesn't matter if you don't if you don't want to speak it it doesn't matter it's it's a conversation and quite frankly what i do with individuals i take away half the fear because they have the best talk ever and and i've worked with some pretty good pretty good folks in the industry that some let me tell their names some don't cuz they think they want to be the big superstar i'm like oh yeah i did their talk um but the other thing video oh my god i hated video oh cuz i've I hated like where where the hell were my eyes going every time I was on video? <laughs> I had crazy eyes, like my eyes are going everywhere, and I hated it. And I went to an event one time, and the gal was offering a package. I was like five thousand bucks for three tiny little videos. I'm like, screw that! I'll figure this out. 
after that day, I started doing video and haven't stopped. Like it's, it's a mindset. We're all just screwing ourselves up with our thinking. That's it. Yeah. But you know, and most people don't think it's that they think it's some tactic or technique, which you've given a lot of, which I think there's a lot in here. So, um, you talk also about how to get on stage, right? Because that's important too. There's a lot of people out there that are like, okay, I want to speak. I want to get on video. I want to get on podcasts. Um, and I know that your speaker success kit.com is one way to do it. You also have an event coming up in September, correct? Tell me a little bit about yes. that. Yeah. It's September six, seven and eight, and it's in Phoenix. And it is a three, my three day event. Uh, your folks are coming as my guest. They can, I would highly recommend upgrade to VIP. It's nothing. Uh, the deposit, you know, you do the non-refundable. You guys have to do a non-refundable at 197. If you just leave the deposit there, you'll upgrade to VIP. That means you get lunchtime um, Q&A with me. You get a speaker. You get a, an event the night before. So for 197, it's it's absolutely the best investment because you'll get more time with me. Um, and when I get into a group, I'm like the rain man, like someone will say something and I'll go, okay, I can tell you how to make money. Like say that <laughs> different, say it this way. Um, but if they're interested, go to let's talk impact.com. So let's talk impact.com. And you can, you can find me any, I mean, Jane, at janempowers.com yeah. is my email, whatever they want to do. And you can just click on the image on the podcast. I mean, if you're listening to this online, obviously it's on the blog post. But if you just talk on the, click on the image on the podcast, we'll have a link to it there too. So you can do it right from your phone. Sign up for free. I mean, do you, you have to put a seat deposit down, correct? And you get it yeah, back. Yeah, they got to put a seat deposit. But you get it back when you get there. If you want to do VIP, 197, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And what we're going to do, so just so you know, um, I'm a mindset expert. I've been doing mindset study for 25 years, brain you know, study integration, um, have worked with the best in spiritual leadership. So I, I always have to work on people's mindset. Otherwise, it's not fertile ground that I'm planting all these brilliant seeds. So we do mindset. We do what I call the intromercial. That's how you introduce yourself. And mine is 17.5 seconds. That's my goal is have people elevator pitch on steroids because gone are the days of the elevator pitch that doesn't sell like that is boring and confusing and inconsistent. So what I do is I help people nail their intro Marshall and then we'll do talk formula sales formula. And uh, there is not an objection I have yet to overcome. So bring your best objections because that's really where it's fun for me. Awesome. That should be fun and exciting yeah. and in Phoenix, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, fantastic. And not, you don't have to go all the way to Canada, like for some of our friends' events. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went to Kananaskis in January. Don't do that, people. <laughs> <laughs> Who would make their friends do that? <laughs> not, a, not a good friend. No, no. <laughs> um, but, okay, so getting on stage, what are the keys to getting on stage? Uh, you know, and people are like, well, I've got to have a one sheet and I've got to have my sizzle reel and I haven't spoken in a play. I have been speaking, mark my word, over 30 years. I've used my sizzle reel, a reel, and I'm not kidding, maybe twice. And I didn't get booked because they just wanted the sizzle reel. And I'm like, kept insisting, I'm not sending you anything. You got to know me before I send you that. It's like, you know, the prize possession. Um, one sheets, I... I've had them, but hadn't really used them. I'll tell you, for me, 
the I am old school, old fashioned, but very successful because of that. I pick up the phone and I make a call. And I will. So let me give you I'll give you the short and and sexy, the quickest way I can. First thing I do is if you're brand new to speaking, speak for the sake of speaking. Just go out and speak. Just get out there, speak anywhere and everywhere. I don't care. I will go out and speak anywhere and everywhere because you want to, number one, practice your material. You want to get out there and get in front of people and get referrals. So get out and speak for the sake of speaking and speak everywhere and anywhere because you'll get a referral when you start to narrow what the audience is that you're looking for. So first thing I do is I send an email out. An email will not get you booked. It won't get you booked. Now, I will speak for free. I used to get paid gigs, but I'll tell you, I can make far more money doing a free gift and lead generation. I sometimes double dip. They'll pay me to speak, and then I'll still offer a free gift and enroll people into programs afterwards. So you can double dip, easy to do. Um, so first I send an email. Let's, let me go with the easiest one. Let's say it's an association. I will research all of the board members on the association. I'll send an email to every single one of them. Let's say Bob is the president, Judy is the vice president, and then onward. I'll send a, I'll send an email to everyone. Bob, let's say Bob sends an email back and says, oh, Jane, I don't do that. Judy does. I send Judy an email and I say, Bob sent me to get on your calendar to speak. Judy's thinking, do you know Bob? Did Bob refer her? So you can leverage your referral sort of pretend for all um, to get yourself in the door. So an email warms it up. The email is very short and sweet. Do you welcome outside speakers? Don't say, do you hire? Cause they think you want money. Do you welcome outside speakers? This is all in the speaker success kit. I give you every step-by-step step how to do this. So do you welcome outside speakers? I'll love to support you and your organization. I'll call you in a couple of days. Then what do you do? You call them in a couple of days. You have to pick up that phone. It's scary. I've been doing this a very long time. I swear to God, I'll mosey around. I'll fart around. I'll find things I have to do because I do not like no's. I hate rejection. After all these years, I still cry. I don't care. I, I still get my feelings hurt, but I get back up and I call again. So you call. The first thing they'll say to you most of the time is, what do you speak on? Here's what I say. Never tell them. Like, don't tell them. Now, I do now because I have such a narrow niche. But if you don't have a real narrow niche and you want to just get into the organization, you say, you know what I love to do? I love to customize my talk to meet your specific needs. So let me help you and serve you the best. What are the top three complaints that you get from your members in the organization? Well, you know, they're having trouble selling. They can't lead generate and they can't do this. Perfect. Because here's what I speak on. Now, if they want someone to tell them how to do, you know, widgets and I don't do that, you better not say, oh, perfect. I can do that. <laughs> so it's find out what their pain points are. That's the position them. Now you can position yourself as an expert. Does that wow. make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And that's I mean, those are ninja techniques. So I, it, exactly. Yeah. It's it's those how you ask the questions. It's so important. People forget how to ask questions properly. And like you said, 
they they're asking questions that are fulfilling the objections they already have. Yeah, right? and and let's say you go in and you're like, oh, I speak on you know the power of um, you know Facebook. They may say, oh, we had that last month. Well, now you've given them, a, you've just pushed yourself out. Maybe you talk about Facebook Live. Maybe it's ads. Maybe the other person spoke about your, you know, banner. But what happens is you've got to hear, oh, that's another thing. Research past speakers at these organizations, conferences, or events. Because if you see they had, oh, shoot, they had Facebook last month. I'm a Facebook expert. Find a different way to go in. Find a different way. Um, you know, a lot of people want me to come and speak on speaking because they've already have a sales speaker. Quite frankly, that's easy for me. But I still talk about sales because that's what speaking is. But it gets me in the door. If I want to talk about sales because they have a speaking, you know, um, presenter already, I do both. So find your way in the door. That's great. Um, and that's super powerful information. Jane, and- yeah, just and getting booked, it's it's ask everybody. I go to networking. Most people go to networking and they're like, are you my client? Are you my client? Go and say, who do you know who needs a speaker that can do this? And just get out there and start grinning grippers. That's how I tell you. Get started at grinning grippers. Smile and shake and get some referrals. That, and that's fantastic because that, that makes you stand out, too. And you're not trying to sell someone. You're saying, who yep. do you know? And yes. because otherwise everyone is like at the networking thing, just trying to sell each other. And yeah. uh, I, I love that. I love that. I mean, this has been a wealth of information. I think anyone that's listening to this needs to listen to it five times. Uh, I might listen to it. What have I said? It's really good. Was it good? <laughs> it was fantastic. I mean, there's a lot of great sales information in here, sales mindset, and that everyone has to be in sales, I think is absolutely crucial. Um, and speaking in the power of public speaking, I mean, it, it's a, you can get those deals even if you've never spoke before. That's that's pretty powerful. Yeah, uh, Jane, thanks so much for being on the show. And so let's let's recap. If they want to get the yourspeakersuccesskit.com, you just go there. That'll give you the how to get on stages, how to do everything you've talked about. Um, and then you've got the event coming up that you've so generously offered free tickets to, or you can upgrade a VIP and. Definitely should upgrade to VIP. It's such a different experience when you go to these events. And for a few hundred dollars, I mean, it, it, I'm assuming it comes with food and stuff too. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you, you don't have to worry about running out and getting food and where we're all going to go eat. You're, you're getting the food done. And that's at letstalkimpact.com, correct? Yep. Yep. Letstalkimpact.com. I got a special room rate, so you'll get emails and everything coming out. But, um, I, and, and here's what, here's what's so important is it, it's like your sign says behind you. Every event I have is fun. It's focused on the audience. It is interactive. It is experiential. It's not me, a talking head, because I get bored. And I swear to God, if it is not fun, I'll leave. So make sure if you're coming, you are fun and open and totally ready to engage, because people walk out of there just full of, of things they can absolutely implement, and it's it's a wonderful event. I hope you're going to be there, mister. I will try my hardest. 
<laughs> I, I put you right on the spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't book that far out in advance. <laughs> Hell, I know what I'm doing next year at this time already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm lying. I do book out far in advance. I just don't know what's booked that date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, Jane. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been fantastic. My pleasure. My pleasure. I hope everybody gets out there, speak with confidence, sell with authority. Oh, hey, look for my book that's going to be coming out. So I forgot about that. Who forgets about that? Yeah. Me. Speak with confidence, sell with authority. The, the book. The book. <laughs> it has all this in it. For God's sake, you won't even need me. No. <laughs> uh, and, and where's the best way? If, they, if we sign up for your speakersuccesskit.com, will you send us you'll get the You'll get the launch. Yep, right. It's launching at the end of this month. So you will get the launch. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Jane, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been fantastic. Yeah. All right. Big hug to everybody. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. This has been Ian Garlic and Jane Powers and the Garlic Marketing Show. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.